You feeling ready? I'm ready. All right, we're <laughs> going to start recording in three, two. Hey, everybody. I'm Naomi Sedani, and I'm the founder of Little Denti Pediatric Dentistry here in Darien, Connecticut. Come join me along for the ride and see how it unfolds. This is the making of Little Denti. What's up, Naomi? How's it going? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for asking. You are in, where are you at right now? I am in Cabo, Mexico. Sunny, sunny, you're like completely different than New York and I could not be happier. What are you doing in Cabo? I am taking a couple of days to relax. Um, I kind of booked this trip a couple months ago, just knowing how I operate, love to travel. And I was like, you know what? Probably a few weeks before the opening, I'm going to feel crazy. I'm going to relax at the beach with like a margarita in hand, guacamole on the other side. And call it like a day and that's exactly what I Not even any chips just guacamole <laughs> wow I, very happy <laughs> how many days have you been there for three and I'm leaving tomorrow okay yeah, so, so break it down to me what how, how has it been going like day one you got there what happened oh day one got here got delayed typical New York um immediately picked up like a beer from like the lobby and just like sat by the beach watched the sunset and like actually ran into a friend from college out here so it was that was like very very random. Haven't seen yeah. him since I graduated in 2011 or something. So him and a few friends were like at a hotel down the street. I was able to grab some drinks and it was just nice and beautiful. And then just spent the past couple of days like relaxing by myself. I'm here solo. Like I didn't bring anyone else along. And like honestly, just having that time to myself without the chaos of New York City and just like all these responsibilities just felt like so so nice. It's not scary like going to Mexico by yourself. I mean, I'm at a resort, so. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> Cabo's nice. Cabo's nice. Yeah. But like, if you're like, we're going to Guanajuato, like, you know what I mean? In random. Yeah, I'm not trying to do any of that. Definitely yeah, just but- dance resort. And honestly, that's just how I reset. I'm like such a water baby. So just being by the beach and just like chilling out has always been like the way for me to kind of calm down and like get back to normal. And I can say after like 48 hours of being here, I am feeling so good. Yeah. You know, they say like, we need to be around big bodies of water. Right. Like they Mm. say that in order for us to be calm or reset or something. I heard about that. That would make a lot of sense. I wish I would be by some body of water, but I'm in the Northeast. At least you're in Canada. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Right here in the. Okay. So then that, what what do you normally do then? So like when you reset, you are what? You're like just plant, because I know you're working there too, you said, right? You brought your laptop and. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was just more of like honestly an environment shift. Um, It wasn't really to like try to see something new. I wasn't trying to like go on experiences or anything. I don't have like a warm beach anywhere near me this time of year in like the Northeast. So this is kind of like the only place to go. So I just sat out by the water, had the laptop ready. I was like sending a bunch of emails, just trying to figure things out. If you all remember, I had a flood kind of happen in my space a couple of weeks ago. So I've been navigating that, taking those phone calls and like all that stuff. But it was just like easy in a way to like be able to deal with that for 30 minutes while sitting in my laptop and then like close the laptop, go into the pool or the water come back out and then do another bout. It was just like a good balance for me. And I really, really (laughs) Yeah, that's good. That's good. What's been the best thing you've eaten there so far? Oh, oddly enough, sushi. No. Oh, really? Yeah, I know. That's not weird. That's not weird. That's, I, that's, it's in your water. You know what I mean? Like it's. Yeah, no, the fish has just been like so fresh. I'm lucky that in New York City, like we have a lot of good sushi, but it also comes on price point. But here Mm. it's just, it's fresh. It's good. And like just having like some good Mexican beer, like on the side, it's just, it's like amazing. And then I'll say probably the fish tacos. Yeah. 
That sounds yeah, good. Okay. Fishes. Yeah, anything with fishes. <laughs> Jessica, so you've been working. Bring us up to speed on that. How's that flood coming along? So it's been like an interesting process to navigate because not many people kind of nav- deal with this sort of stuff. Um, the other problem is, is like usually you kind of expect your general contractor, your landlord and construction and all of that to like know how to handle this stuff. I'm sure it comes about in like their daily, but mm-hmm. I've been having a lot of issues with my landlord during this entire process. He took his time with not putting a claim through his construction team that handled that space behind me, didn't put claims and like we kept pushing the problem is, is my side wouldn't put a claim in unless they put in a claim. So just trying to like navigate all of that with, oh my gosh, do I have to involve a lawyer now? Do I have to do this? Do I have to do that? And like, I'm so thankful for my construction team, Beacon, like just holding my hand, but like my biggest supporters and like really helping me and being on my side. They were finally able to get them to like put in a claim. Um, that meant I could finally file also through my insurance. And now I've been given the go ahead that my side can go ahead and start construction immediately. So I don't think I'm going to have a delay in opening, which is my biggest fear. Hmm. So right now there's been a delay in construction though. Yeah. For the past two weeks, we haven't done like anything, but they were like, listen, all we need is someone to confirm that we're going to get paid. That's all they needed. My loans, like I have a limited amount, so I can't be going after them and giving them this money. Um, so it really needed to come through an insurance company and it should have come through the landlord or the landlord's construction. So now it's going to come through my side and then my side's just going to battle their insurance companies in order to get paid properly. So the is it the landlord that's being kind of like, eh, or is it the insurance company of the landlord? No, it, it was the landlord and the landlord's construction company. Um, both of them were involved in like the space behind me. And from the emails, my understanding or speculation, I should say, mm-hmm. is he has like a $20,000 deductible. So I think if a claim were to go through and like my repairs are looking to be approximately almost $45,000 worth of repairs, that's obviously a big chunk that they're going to be having to pay for. But it kind of is what it is. So yeah, he kind of, I mean, it's either that or pay the 45,000. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what they were trying to do. And originally they were trying to avoid insurances and have his construction team fix things. First of all, after that mistake, why the heck would I even do that? (laughs) And then also, you know, when you're going through all of this, you have warranties with like the various contractors who were like hired during the process. So if his team touched the plumbing, that plumbing would no longer have warranty. And so when something does happen to it, because let's be real, something will, who am I supposed to go after to fix it without it costing me like a pretty penny? So it was just like way more complicated. I just feel my landlord's also on the younger end. Um, something I just like never really considered during this process Obviously, younger doesn't always mean that's a bad thing, but I am realizing like his lack of experience sometimes in this like is probably not the best. He comes in from like a very financial point of view, like young going after it. And I just think if they dealt with this before, it would have been handled a lot quicker. How young? I'm 34. I'm pretty sure he's late 20s, early 30s. This landlord is, uh, yeah, like very young. But this landlord... Roshan? No, I'm just kidding. Is it, I was going to say, is it Roshan? You know who that is? <laughs> no, but I was oh, like, who are you calling out right now? No, so he's he's younger then. Oh, yeah, very young. But mm. he's part of the family company. His family is a big construction company in this part of Connecticut and parts of New York. So he just joined the family business and probably is dealing with their commercial units mostly. Yeah, I can only imagine how tough that is. So then... Let me ask you, what are your claims then? Like, what is going to happen if he, the, I guess their insurance company, because if he's like, no, nah, I don't want to pay that huge deductible, are you going to go to? Well, that was a problem. 
um, I was going to have to be ready to sue him. And like, I've been in this scenario with him twice already where I was on the brink of having to do this. And mm-hmm. it's just tiring to constantly be like battling for something that could just be so simple if you're just like a normal good human. Yeah. Um, so if he didn't put the claim through, it was going to be involving lawyers and most likely some form of like litigation suing. Like I don't even know what direction it would have gone on, but definitely lawyers would have had to get involved. So, so all yeah. this is kind of happening and you're in Mexico chilling. Yeah. To be fair, this past week has been this back and forth. Are we supposed to do this? Are we not supposed to do this? Like, luckily, like the people who put my builder's risk policy into place have been like fabulous. Also, shout out to them. Honestly, they've been like so kind and like so helpful. They were helping me navigate. They everyone knew I was like going to be going away. So they've been like in contact with me and like all of that. And I honestly, I just couldn't be more grateful. So while I've been here in Mexico, we finally got to the point that I was able to put a claim through my insurance. But that's only because in this past week, Beacon, my construction team, finally got my landlord and his company to put a claim through. And so we were able to get those policy numbers and everything. That's cool. So Beacon's fighting for you then. Right? Yeah. You know, you keep hearing like how much your GCs like matter, the general contractors matter during this process. And I'm a newbie. I don't really know a lot of people who have done startups personally. So like finding someone who was like very dental experience really mattered to me because obviously we all have like plumbing that's so heavily involved and I didn't want that part to get screwed up. But I I think just connecting with your GCs like during the interview process. And I was just, I've been honest with them like the entire time. Like whenever I've, my family's had health issues, like, hey, I'm going to be out of contact. Hey, like I've just built up this relationship with them that like I'm so grateful for. And I think honestly, they would probably do that for anyone. So shout out to Beacon. Yeah, that's cool. Awesome. Okay. So then besides that, I guess before, because it's been like about a week, what was happening before that? Back and forth of just getting the landlord to take responsibility. It was first we were just trying to figure out how bad the damages were. The problem is this all happened pretty much the day before Christmas Eve. So to get people in on Christmas Eve plus Christmas plus like the Mm -hmm. day after Christmas, that was what was probably also causing part of the lag. We just weren't getting responses from like the people that we needed to. Then it was like my landlord was motivated by the fact that if I had a delay in opening, he knew what that meant on his end. So he kept trying to push the construction company that had or slash his construction company to kind of take responsibility and just kind of put things off of him. But then they weren't doing that. They were talking to their insurance company. And it was just this like back and forth with like all the insurance companies saying this one thing, landlord not doing his thing, finally talking to his insurance company, then them coming to us saying like, it needs to go through your insurance company. It was just this like annoyance of this communication that could honestly have just been handled had like people had the right experience. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, well, What's going to happen now? Now, like you fly home the day after tomorrow, right? Yeah. So I'm going to be flying home. And then basically what's been good about like, I guess this quote unquote delay um, is Beacon has lined up everybody. So all they needed was a go ahead. So they have all the people coming through with the flooring, the basically anything that got damaged. They have it all ready to go. So they don't anticipate any more than a week for all of this to be fixed. And then we're expecting the inspector (laughs) to come in let's see like after the long weekend which that means I can get my certificate which means I can go get going and so yeah Yeah. that was like the hold up I think if it would have been pushed back past this week though I would have been delayed when are you opening when are you scheduled to open February 8th like in four weeks five weeks four Four weeks weeks. literally a month yeah so (laughs) it's gonna all come pretty fast what are you doing right now to well, I guess we'll talk about that in a later episode, but just really quick. Are you 
building a wait list of new patients? A little bit, yeah. I think the hardest part was like with this flood, I didn't know when I was going to open. And I just really didn't, especially with kids and like school schedules and stuff, I thought it would have been really poor of me to like, and like, hey, let me schedule you. Oh, just kidding. I won't be open. So I've been struggling trying to like balance out like, oh, do I, you know, do I start Facebook ads? Do I not? So um, I've just been like very gently like posting on like Instagram mostly and on our Facebook business page. But now that I have the confirmation, pretty much going to move forward with like Facebook ads starting next week, like hardcore building out like the awareness and strategy like behind that. And I think I've had like five or six people reach out already, um, just I think organically. Luckily, I've already started getting referrals from that pediatric therapy group right across the hallway from Mm me, which I have to already say thank you to them. So yeah, I think once I get back, it's going to be like literally going in, starting to ground market, starting to do like all of those things now to build out that awareness. Yeah. How are you going to say thank you to them? So I have like these like handmade totes made. I'm going to probably just like, they're going to be a huge referral source. So I think just immediately just giving like a more personal touch of things that matter enough to me. I'm planning on giving like a tote referral and like some like goodies in there um, to most of the people in the area. But I think specifically for them, I'm going to go a little bit bigger and just be like, hey, you're going to be giving me business. I'm going to be giving you business. I want like a really good symbiotic relationship. Here's something for already believing in me without even knowing me. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Like go in there, talk to them. You know what I mean? Maybe they're like, oh, I like wine. And then you're like, yeah, yeah, exactly. I haven't had that chance yet. Every single time I've gone into the build out, I haven't been able to like find anyone, but I now have their emails and everything because the landlord just finally forwarded everyone who's in the building to me. So I'm going to just like send out hello. We're going to be coming to the building. would love to meet you. Let's like chat. Yeah, that's going to be really cool. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So you're building the wait list. All that stuff is happening. By the way, real quick, if you want, look up Roshan Kalra. He's just a dentist practice owner and he owns a lot of real estate. So that's why I named him. He's a really cool guy. You just in case you're listening, Roshan. But okay. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Look- <laughs> Let's talk about now location of your practice. Yes. yes Probably yes. super crucial, right? When it comes yeah. to location. If you can paint us a picture, where on the block, how does it look like your practice? Where located wise? Um, so it's in Darien and Connecticut specifically has like a main street that almost goes through most of like the state and is called Post Road. I'm off of that. And I'm also right off of the highway. So that was important factors to me just because like I'm going to be treating kids, school buses, um, parents are going to be picking them up from school. You want something that like they're going to be using really quickly and able to like get to you right away. You don't want to be too inwards. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the key factors in terms of like traffic for me, just trying to find a space that was accessible to most families. And then Connecticut, at least like in the area that I'm in, um, I can't really speak to like Northern as mm-hmm. much, but it's not a lot of foot traffic. You can kind of get like maybe, you know, those drive-by strip mall vibes somewhere, but it also comes at like a cost of like not enough parking. Um, is it going to be like easy to get into because like it's more inward once again? and like. I'm going to be having people who need a lot of cars. Like I don't have public transportation or anything in my town. So I need something that has like a lot of parking and all that stuff. So I found a medical building. So I won't have that like foot traffic marketing in a way. But then on top of it, I have an internal marketing just like from all the different businesses in there. So there was like a lot of layers to kind of figure out like what was going to be the right location for me. Is there another dental office in there? No, medical building? Yeah. Yeah, which I actually didn't know about um, until later on. They're an adult dental office slash family one. So that's going to be also great for me to refer up 
to them since I just personally don't love like treating permanent teeth past like a certain point. And I'm sure that they'll send cases down my way. Is there like a non-compete in case there's like another pedo office that wants to open there or no? Yeah. So when I went through my lease, I basically told the landlord like absolutely no other pediatric. And he was like, well, duh, who would be opening up in a medical office? And we're like, listen, (laughs) you don't know who is going to try to do that. So because the other thing is that I also had to be careful about how I worded it because now people join specialties together. You see orthopedia all the time. Mm -hmm. So maybe ortho was going to open, but then they brought on pedo. So how was I going to navigate something like that as I was going through this process? If I entered a building, there was a pediatric office like right below me, I would never open. But you just don't know what's going to happen. And my lease is 12 years. I don't want to be waiting around for that long for someone else to open up and ruin my hustle. (laughs) Yeah, no, 100%. I get you. Okay, so you're in that. Real quick, what's next to you? Like what businesses or or buildings or locations are next to you? Trader Joe's. Really? Yeah. Okay. Like literally right across. Like I could like skip down there like if I wanted to. Also the inspiration behind doing like totes for Uh my new patients and kind of my marketing tools. Figured you need a tote. Connecticut that has that bag thing where you have to pay for a bag. So tote your way over to Trader Joe's. Um, Chase is right Mm. there too. Right across the area where this medical building is, is like some popular restaurants. It's kind of like a very good center um, where like a lot of cars are going to be passing by like families and all that stuff. So, okay. You still get like all that traffic. I mean, not like specific foot traffic, like next to like, like a grocery store or something, but you know what I mean? You're still yeah. in a good, lo- I mean, you are kind of technically next to still a grocery store. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. And I think, God, I forgot like where I heard this from, but people say like when you're doing like reports, like for demographics and stuff, like you go check these popular big brands, right? Like where did Chipotle open up? Where did Chick-fil-A open up? Like they mm-hmm. big money to figure out where they should open. It's not like they just choose a random spot and like hope for the best. Like there's a lot of strategy and things figured out. So yeah. why did Trader Joe's open up there? Okay, well, let me also open up nearby. But like also in my building, those that pediatric therapy group and also that adult dental group, these are their second locations. This is not their primary one. So they also chose this for a reason. And they're not originally based in Darien. They're based somewhere else in Connecticut. So if they're also choosing it in the exact same building, why wouldn't I hop onto that as well? There's a reason that they chose it. So yeah, just took all of that into consideration. So you did that when you were doing the demographics? You're like, okay, let me see who's uh, kind of open around yeah. there? Okay, I, I know this is like, I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for this, but I really didn't do a demographic report before going. I always go kind of go back to the brand. I just wanted to find a community that would appreciate what I was trying to do. I wanted to be in a community that was able to like understand fun and like kind of like my innovation behind things. Um, there are towns and spaces that are just like not really there for that. And that's totally okay. But I also wanted to find something that had like a really good school system. That was the other factor. Darien is like the number one school system in Connecticut. And then some of the neighboring towns are as well. So I was just trying to find something that had all these young families that I knew were going to try to stay in that area because of how good the school system was. So yeah, I kind of went and took both of those factors into consideration. And then going in the area, I looked into Norwalk, I looked into New Canaan, I looked into stuff. I started like kind of like listing like the pros and cons of each of those areas. And surprisingly, in Darien specifically, there was a lot of like family dentists, Mm. but there was only one pediatric dentist who had been around for a while. And I was like, huh? Why is like no one open up here? And when I used to work in Connecticut, 
over in Stanford, I kept getting told from people who were in the area, oh, I wish that like someone would open up. I'm tired of leaving Darien and like having to go 20 minutes over to Stanford and blah, blah, blah. So took all of that into consideration and opened up and like I either I got lucky or I just looked at it differently. But yeah. And then when I did, what is that popular site? Like Dento, Dento Graphics? Dento Graphics, like yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. When I looked at that, whatever that color is that's like meant to be good, it, it worked out. So I only did that because my friend had paid for it and I was just like, oh, can I take a peek? I'm curious. Yeah. So, yeah. I got lucky. I just kind of went about it as in like, all right, from a business point of view versus like demographics. If I would have opened up in Norwalk, a whole different ball game. There's tons of pediatric dentists there. But once again, they're a mix of Medicaid PBO. And it's just like wasn't the same thing for me. But I also just didn't want to compete against that. How does uh, dentographics work? What would you do? Um, I think you put in like your zip code where you're trying to open. You put in like a certain radius and then you kind of put in like who is your target audience in mm. a way. So I kind of put all of those numbers in like about like young families spend and all that stuff. And it just kind of came about like what worked well for me. I don't really remember too much. My friend is the one who clicked and everything, but. Yeah, who did everything. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Okay, no, no, no. That's interesting though that, that you know, you kind of, I guess like reversed engineered it this way. You know what I mean? Well, everyone is always doing, they're always talking about demographic reports, demographic reports. And I'm not trying to say that it doesn't matter. Like I'm not trying to open up with like in a town that has like 10 pediatric dentists in it, but that already was probably not going to be where I was going to open up to begin with. So it it was just more about like, what did I really want to do? And I just kind of find, found a place that was a little bit more isolated and it's worked in my favor so far. Yeah, it's nice. So then how did you find this location? Well, that was a process. Um, I kept like reading on all these like Facebook groups, like from dentists about like just finding like a local like real estate agent, blah, blah, blah. I personally don't own any real estate property. I've been renting like my entire life. So just even finding like a real estate person was like Mm -hmm. hard for me. I just didn't know where to look. I was like Googling online. It just seemed very overwhelming. Um, And so my cousin had recently moved to and bought a home in Darien. I was like, who was your real estate agent? I'm just like curious if maybe they know of someone. So her real estate agent put me in contact with someone who's dealt with commercial real estate in Connecticut and his name is Christian, but he's never done like healthcare. And I met up with Christian one day and I kind of told him, hey, this is like the radius I'm looking for from my prior job. This is like kind of like what my vibes are. I don't really know like all the pockets of this area. Can you show me around? So he kind of took me there and was not really prepared in a way. Mm -hmm. He was just like kind of checking on the fly, like what was available through like some real estate app or like whatever. But then this particular medical building um, where I'm opening up, he brought me there last. And immediately when we got onto like the premise, I was like, whoa, this is like way more exactly like what I've been looking for. But then when he brought me to the space, we were told that it wasn't available. And I was like, like, are you serious? Like, this is literally perfect. Are you sure there has to be a way? Like, can you let me know like immediately if it doesn't work out? And then like about three days later, I got a call from him saying, hey, whatever those negotiations were fell through, it's available Mm -hmm. now. And I was like, we need to hop on it. Now, everything was happening suddenly like really fast. And like, I hadn't even spoken to lenders. I hadn't like done anything. I literally was just looking at that point. And when I was trying to do as much research as possible, but it's like hard when you're just kind of getting the same info shared with you all the time. There's like the LOI, like the letter of intent that you send to your landlord first. What is like 
the lowest that you're willing to get in request. And there was no strategy talk behind it. There was no like, hey, okay, we need to consider this. We need to consider that. Like he knew him as a complete newbie. And he was just throwing numbers at me. And like, I was like, what's an LOI? Well, like, what's a TI? Like, what's this? What's that? And like, there was just no like compassion or empathy for like the fact that I was like a newbie. And I was just like, oh, something's just like not feeling right. Like, I just feel this is like a numbers game for him to try to get money Mm -hmm. off of me. So he was silly. He never made me sign any papers that like said that I was exclusively working with him. So Mm -hmm. I kept reading online, like through all these like great dental startups and um, car kept coming up a lot, like C-A-R-R car. And so I reached out to them. There was only one agent in Connecticut and I kind of explained the situation. And he was like, well, you know, you didn't sign any papers. It's really up to you about who you want to work with. At the end of the day, you want to feel comfortable. Because she kept asking these questions. She's like, did they discuss what your limits are? Did they discuss this? Did they discuss that? And I was like, no, none of this was discussed. And she was like, do you even know if the place is like suitable for like dentistry? Like, can it handle the plumbing? Can it do this? And I was like, I don't know. I just assumed the space would be like fabricated for me. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. And she was like, okay, we need to like get that back down to the basics. And I just felt like so much better after that phone call because I think it was those questions that like I just needed to be asked to be aware of like how little I knew. And so she had to send basically, I think she gave him a call as well as like a paper saying I was like, she was going to be taking over. And I got the nastiest text messages, the nastiest like calls. Really? Yeah. Wait, time out, time out. Real quick. She's the one who contacted him? Well, she said like she thought it was a more professional thing to do. It it is, it is. Yeah. She was like, let me just try to explain like what's going on. And I was like, okay. I was like, I won't talk to him. Like, I don't know what's professional. Like my dental field handles things maybe differently. I don't know. How long had it been since you had talked to him? It's been a while. And then she gets that or he gets that message from her. I think it was within a week of the LOI discussion. Like it happened like kind of quickly, but like he just like was not helpful at all. Like even after sending that LOI, he was like, oh, they came back with this. What do you want to do? And I'm like, I don't know. Are you supposed to talk about this with me? So anyways, when um, her name was Diana, who worked over at Carr, when Diana called Christian, I immediately get these capital letter texts like, do you have a problem with me? Call me immediately. Who the hell is this person that's calling me saying this? Blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, Christian, I'm sorry. I thought it was appropriate for her to reach out to you. I just don't feel comfortable with us moving forward. He was like, you never said that you were unhappy with me. And I was like, you're right. Like, I didn't. I think it was just, I'm very overwhelmed right now. And I realized I really want someone who has like more of a healthcare expertise to help me. And he was like, this is not how you get it done in the real estate. Do you realize what you're doing? Blah, 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 blah. Like to the point that I was like, Christian, if you don't leave me alone, I'm going to block you. Or like he kept on going that I was like, I'm going to involve a lawyer for harassment if you keep on bothering. Like he was nonstop. And then apparently he had some friendship or relationship with like the landlord. Mm -hmm. And he was like threatening that he was going to make it so that like I couldn't work there. I don't know. Just like going nuts. Like he just like lost lost it and clearly like not handled professionally. I get being angry at me. I 100% see that, but who that was not handled, right? To the point that the landlord had to call me and be like, ignore him. He's just being a baby. I don't, I've known him for a long time. I don't know why he's doing this. It's inappropriate. Like we would want you here in the space. You fit into like blah, blah, blah. And we had a really good discussion, which made me feel a lot better, at least about like moving forward over there. And then I kind of continued the process with Carr. 
And that's the place you're in right now. The one, the <laughs> landlord who contacted you, who, who now yeah. is, you're probably going to sue. And yeah, I know, right? <laughs> okay. Daniel yeah, is such a nice person. Like, I think when you meet with him one-on-one, but as a landlord, not so much. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. It's like yeah. as if you, oh, you convinced me. You're right. I should go with you now that you're yelling at me. What? Yeah, yeah. Since when did, like, yelling at me ever going to, like, convince me of, like, wanting to work with you anymore? <laughs> I, did you ever get a phone call with him or not? I know I blocked him because oh, like, he kept man. on going. And I was just like, I can't take this anymore. I'm just blocking him. What and were, like, he, the last things he said? Oh, I don't even remember. I just remember it was like yeah. couple letters. <laughs> really, man. Yeah. And yeah. so you told this to, what's the car real estate realtor's name? Diana. Diana? Mm-hmm. Did you tell this to Diana? Yeah, she knew. Because she, before moving forward with Christian, she also contacted like her boss and their legal just to make sure that they weren't stepping on any toes or doing anything that was like inappropriate within their field. So she knew of all these like text exchange or all of that sort of stuff. I was just kind of keeping her in the loop. And she was like, just ignore him. She like apparently, I guess with car, you don't pay money to like work with them. You don't owe anything. They get like a certain percentage from the landlord. There's like something like figured out where her commission was going to be from me signing these papers and moving forward. She was willing to give up part of her percentage and give it to Christian. Are you like, serious? Yeah, for showing me the space first, quote unquote. But he was like not taking it, so. Way to go, Diana. Like, she's really, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, on it. I would have been like, nope, never, ever, ever. Yeah, she handled you. it so professionally. So, yeah, it's unfortunate. Wow. What's your name, Diana? Diana Hart. Hart? She still works for Carr? Yeah. Yeah, she's the only, as far as I know, she's still the only Connecticut agent. So you don't know how much it costs then, do you? What? How much, like, or I guess she, the landlord takes up. Yeah, how much does she, yeah, how much you paid her kind of thing? No, no idea. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm like curious. I'm like, Based off of like when I see on reality TV, like when I watch like the Selling Sunset and stuff, I'm like, oh, what's your commission? <laughs> Selling Sunset? This is true. Okay. <laughs> Got you. No, that's interesting. Okay. So then I know they say when you're looking for a location, you got to think about your community, like you said, right? What kind of patients mm-hmm. do you want and stuff like that? Did you think about that? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think you just constantly have to keep looking at like what is like your 10-year goal, like with mm-hmm. the office. And like for me, it wasn't volume. I just personally don't have that physical energy to be able to handle volume after volume. Um, So I wanted to find a community that was going to be able to have the PPOs just through like working in like businesses and stuff. Or eventually, if I ever did go out of network, possibly being able to afford it or like value that type of care. And so mixing in the fact that Darien has like the number one school system in Connecticut, like people were going to try to stay in the area. And I think kind of like with your pets, you'll do anything like for your kids if you're able to show like a good experience. So I just wanted to be in an area that would have appreciated whatever direction I decided to go in in the future. Yeah. Are you planning to get into these schools? Um, yeah, I am going to be in one school next year, um, a preschool, which is great. They're finishing off a contract with like someone right now and then I'm going to be taking over and then I'm going to try to slowly get in a little bit. It's a little bit hard just, you know, with like people already having years and all that stuff. But in a day, there's other ways that I can also try to get into these parents. I don't technically have to be through the schools. You just have to think outside the box. It's not like the only way. So it's maybe I can like sponsor an art class, like at the local thing or sponsor a nature walk, or maybe there's an activity that like I get to be there for. You just have to kind of find something and schools aren't always it, but I'm going to definitely try to dip my toes into it. How'd you get into preschool? Through my cousin. That one I got just solely because of her involvement in the school. 
And they just happened to be finding someone for next year. And she was like, oh, my cousin. So this dentist right now, or this pediatric practice that's in the school for this year, what are they doing? Like, they're just... I'm not sure. I don't think it's even a pediatric dentist from my understanding. Like, I didn't ask who it was. I, I felt it was just probably better for me not to have that knowledge. But from what I'm understanding, it's definitely not a pediatric dentist. It's just like a general dentist. But once again, like Darian only has that one pediatric dentist. So maybe they just haven't had the people who have been able to like go in. You know, we roll with the pediatric dental marketing course, right? Or no? Yeah, I signed up. You did? You did? Yeah. I was like, I did. (laughs) Okay. So then I was going to say, you kind of already know how to get in and everything. Yeah. 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 Like just the scripts and everything that you had shared and stuff. How come you're never in office hours? How come you're never in office hours? Because I was working when you were I was like, you're saying, oh, yeah. (laughs) Dang, I put you out. Okay. Never mind. Forget that. Okay. We'll talk about that in a later episode. Right now, with your practice, how's the parking situation looking like? Honestly, it's amazing. So what's really cool about this like particular property or this medical building, they actually have two buildings that are right next to each other. And they own like a lot of space around those buildings and they made it all into parking. So like I do not foresee it being an issue at all. They have extra parking, in fact. Oh, nice. Yeah. So like if you ever see like images like of my space, like through some of the promos that like we put out, that's just the initial parking. But there's like much more space even like behind the building. So it's not because there's a lot of, I guess, practices or yeah, in the medical plaza, right? Or in the medical building. It's not like yeah. a blink or a thing where it's like, oh, it's going to cap out because there's everybody's. No, um, there was a chance that they didn't have that extra space, but they do. So I'm not concerned. Is there extra space in that building for more or is it like maybe two more people can only have a practice there and that's it all the units like that are rentable as far as I know have been built out I think I'm the last one to probably officially really move in hey so you got in there how much is rent again uh 35 per square foot with a dollar increase every year that's how much a month like around seven thousand something seven thousand and then we'll we'll talk about overhead yeah, but it's good though, because this was like the discussion that I used, I was having with Carr, because in my mind, I was like, 7,000, like, oh my God. But like, you can't just think in like first year, you always have to keep thinking like in that 10 year track. So she was like, you're only increasing a dollar per year. And there's a fixed electric, which is big. I'm not paying like an electric bill. There's all those like little factors that you have to take into consideration. So there were other properties that were like, say, $28, but then I didn't have the parking. I didn't have all these other things that are assets for me that I could even market. I could even say in like one of my Facebook ads, you'll be able to find parking if you come and see me. Don't worry. We got you. Yeah. I'm in a caravan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, no, no, you're right. You're right. All those like points that really come into play. So like, what is the value of your dollar? And like the value is definitely there. There's elevators, there's space, there's modernness, mm. all of that, that I wasn't getting for cheaper rent elsewhere. Yeah. Dude, fixed electricity. That's yep. that's like a winner right there. Like yeah, massive. massive. Oops, I left the light on all night. Oh, well, you know what I mean? It's, you're not like stressing out or anything. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So like there are those perks for it. If this did, location didn't work out, what was your second option? I was going to go back to the drawing board. I was not willing to open up like anytime soon. If I didn't find a space I fell in love with. There was no other option B? No, I didn't find something I really liked. I was like, oh, you're okay. Like it was just... I think at least where I'm opening up in Connecticut, there's not a lot of new buildings, renovations or anything. So a lot of these spaces are like old and they come with issues. I was just not really wanting that. 
And I just would have waited to try to find another space and maybe even like consider a few miles away from like where I was currently opening. But I was just like unwilling to kind of move it to subpar where I'm taking out all this money. I'm doing all these loans. Like I want to be doing all of this in a space that I'm actually happy with. Yeah. Not just for the sake of like opening because I want to open up by 2023. That's good though. That's good that you're taking it like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Your your pace. Yeah. I didn't have like a timeline on all this. I just knew I wanted to open up something. And I felt like it should be opening up in a way that I'm happy with each step. But I know like everyone's situation is different. It just happened so that that was my philosophy. No, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, would you, because I hear this or I see this a lot in Facebook groups um, or just anywhere in forums, but like about car realty, right? I've had Colin on before in the past talking about that stuff, but would you recommend them? Yeah. I mean, my experience with at least Diana has been like really good. I just came from knowing absolutely nothing. And like, she was just able to talk things out with me. There was a lot of frustration during our lease negotiations. You know, she also had her issues with my landlord. And I I should really like, just probably quickly say like, my landlord is not just an individual. He's a partner in a firm. So -hmm. we're dealing with him as the individual that's representing the firm. So when I'm saying like landlord, I'm actually probably like, just very annoyed with the firm versus Mm -hmm. like an individual. So they were coming at it a lot of times as like consultants or like financial people. That's where we were butting heads for quite some time. Like it almost took like four or five months just to go through all these negotiations. It was a lot. But Diana was just very patient. I could tell towards the end she was definitely getting frustrated and just wanted these papers signed. But she as an individual was a very good support. How could you tell? She was getting frustrated. I think after working with her for as many months as I have, I just picked up on frustration in her voice and tone. And just like, it wasn't against me per se. I think it was just the process of, I'm so over this. This has been the most annoying lease negotiations that I've had to work on and blah, 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 blah. So. (laughs) Yeah. No, she did it. She made it happen though. She made it happen. Yeah. She, I mean, I appreciated her. Like I knew I kept having to like skip over the fact that I'm dealing with these guys and just be like, okay, once I get through this, I'm going to have my space and like, it's my business. But like, yeah, it was, it was just not as fun of a process as I'm sure she's had it in the past with others. Yeah, no, I get you. Awesome. All righty, Naomi. So then what's next? So now that the office is set to open in one month, I have to keep looking at micro stuff now. So I'm getting all my onboarding scheduled. I'm working with Unlock the PPO for like my insurance Mm -hmm. credentialing, getting that in order, working with Casper, getting that training there, getting open dental training. I've hired my first full-time. She's going to be a mix of a front desk assistant as we navigate what's going on. But she's going to probably be starting training like next week. I'm working with HR for Health, finishing up the handbook this week, and we're going to get a contract out for her. So like while I was in Mexico, all of this is getting figured out. <laughs> but it's it's exciting. So now it's just like getting kind of like the micro stuff. And I think what I'm mostly excited about is I finally have someone who's going to also be physically in the space with me. And we can like kind of figure out the systems, the scripts, and okay, these are the office tools I think we need. Do you need anything specifically? Let's go get those staplers, post-its, and like all that sort of stuff. All of those like simple little things. I still have to order my own desk. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I know, yeah. like those little details. I got the dining table. I got the chairs. I'm trying to, I also don't want to order too much. So I don't have a lot of stuff in the waiting room right now. I'd rather that get built out over the next couple of months um, mm-hmm. just to kind of see how the kids are reacting to the space. And then, yeah. I'm considering putting like sensory boards and all that stuff. So just like a lot of like figuring out those little details. And I think that's the part that's overwhelming because sometimes like when you're 
looking at those details, it's hard to see the bigger picture, but I'll get there. I'll get there. No, I mean, how, I guess not organized, but like engineer mindset, or I guess organized, would you say you are where you're like, okay, this is going to be here, here. And then you have a Google sheet. You know how you people like download like a Microsoft SL or Google sheet and then they've like do the formula. How organized would you say you are? I'm not like that. (laughs) I think if I'm that type A, like it's going to stress me out more. So I have overarching ideas and I create to-do lists. So like I have like an ongoing to-do list of what's urgent that needs to be done. It's all my notes on my laptop and like all the onboardings I have to schedule. And I think that's what kind of is keeping my sanity going. But I really love interior design. Like I love choosing the right furniture. I don't want to just like choose something off of Amazon just because it's there. So I think that interest of mine is probably what's causing me to be a little bit pickier about what I'm bringing into the space. So that's my own fault. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. Like, a, well, I, I feel like I'm trying to become like that engineering, but I'm, I'm the same as you, like even in the middle of the night, like my to-do list is like forever long, you know? And yes. Yes. And I just put like an emoji like, off the one I, I did or something. You're like, which emoji do I want? You know, kind of. Thing. I put like a little smiley face. <laughs> and then this one was tough. I'll put a tough emoji or something. I'm like, oh, and that was like, I'm productive, you know, but. And like, yeah. I think actually what's been really cool during this process is I realized how unorganized I am because I didn't have all my passwords in one place. I didn't have all like my paperwork for like my licensing and whatever else everyone needs for me. Like I didn't have it in one place. And so now I'm just trying to like do these things. For example, my site developer, Josh, he uses Notion, which I don't know if you've used it before. It's great for like note taking and like productivity. And it's really well known and like kind of like the tech creative space for organization and like all of this stuff. And you can share these pages, these Notion pages with your team. And just seeing the way he operates, how he's able to be so seamless and on point. And I'm like, I want to be like that. I was like inspired. All these people who like are not in this dental space I'm working with or talking with, they're all very similar on that front. And I'm like, what? Like, I'm so inspired. And then like, I try to go even just get that going. And then I get overwhelmed and I'm like, forget it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I get, I, I know Josh now through LinkedIn. So we've talked like a couple of times and even his LinkedIn posts, I'm like, how does, that's nice the outline and everything. Like, how do you do that, man? I don't know. He looks like he has that engineer mindset. You know what I mean? Like that. Totally. Totally. Like he is just like, it's so interesting working with people who can be so like streamlined and it just fascinates me. Like I'm so amazed by like how they're able to operate and I'm just so inspired, but my headspace just doesn't work in that same like mechanical sort of way. But yeah, I wish I would. We'll get there, Naomi. We'll get there. Yeah, planning on it. <laughs> awesome. All right. So we're excited to hear the next episode, but sign us out. Well, this is Naomi with a little denty, and I can't wait for more of Making Up. What's your social media? Give us the God, social. God, I always forget this. The offices is Little Denty Smiles. Um, go follow us. We're going to start posting like some really fun things. And then my personal one is Dr. Naomi Sadani. All right, guys. We'll talk to you in the next episode. All right. Bye.